0: So Kevin Durant wants out of the Nets, and now the Utah Jazz are supposedly listening to offers for Donovan Mitchell. In all of this NBA drama, how can the New Orleans Pelicans benefit without actually trading for either one of those guys? I've got two different ways for you in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are locked on Pelicans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider Credential, member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nolajake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, Going to change up what I wanted to talk about in today's shows. We've got some new rules in the NBA that I think really impact New Orleans going into next season. But then we got the word that Donovan Mitchell is now potentially not necessarily being shopped, but there are some trade talks around him. This is only a good thing for New Orleans. And no, they're not going to be trading for Donovan Mitchell. And I will explain how New Orleans can benefit from all of the drama in the NBA right now in two different ways, including one that you probably hadn't thought about just yet. But before we get to all that, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. You want to know what's going on with Summer League? We got you covered. We got an EJ Liddell update too, and it's not great. You want to know about the drama and how New Orleans gets better? Well, this is the perfect show. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast, tell a friend about the show, and of course, leave a five star review with a comment wherever you get your podcast. And of course, comment down below. On YouTube and this one will be simple coming up later what what the question I've got for you all here so let's break down the big news and that's Donovan Mitchell potentially being out in Utah Utah is basically on the verge of blowing it up as they should be once they traded Rudy Gobert away for picks not good players what's their team right yeah Donovan Mitchell is the best player there and Rudy Gobert didn't help him in the playoffs, but he certainly helped them get to the postseason and be as good as they were during the regular season. So they should be blowing up when you don't have one of those two guys there. They've also screwed up the whole trade market by basically trading Rudy Gobert for like two uh, 200 cents on the dollar, like over what you would expect. They got an amazing return for him, pretty much all of those picks. So when you look at, the Utah Jazz, what would they want in exchange for Donovan Mitchell? What is that team trying to do? They're not trying to be competitive next year, I don't think. There's no real point in that for them. I think they're looking to kind of blow it up and retool, particularly if you're going to be listening to Donovan Mitchell. You're going to trade Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and expect to still be good? No, you're looking for more flexibility. You're looking to blow it up. That's kind of the biggest thing that they are going to be looking at and wanting in return for a trade. So it's not about good players, or even young players, though that's not bad, it's more about picks. Well, when you're constructing any sort of trade with them, the team that's that would be trading for Donovan Mitchell don't really have tons of picks. So it presents a little bit of a problem there, right? He can't be traded straight up for Kevin Durant or to the Nets because they have Ben Simmons on that designated rookie extension, which Donovan Mitchell is also on. You know, there could be a trade with the Miami Heat who are certainly going to be interested in him. But the trade package from them would center around Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. And I don't think they really care much for either of those two guys. And it's not like Miami has a plethora of picks that you would need in a trade for Donovan Mitchell. Maybe the New York Knicks, who have a mix of some young guys. They have other picks from Detroit, from Dallas, and their own. So maybe they can make a run at him. But there's not a a lot of like great options out there. So if they're looking to rebuild, well, you you need a third team in all of this. Same thing for Kevin Durant too, right? If they trade him, they're not interested in getting, if the Brooklyn Nets trade Kevin Durant, they don't want picks. They don't need picks. There's no incentive for them to be bad because all of their picks are owed to the Houston Rockets in that James Harden trade from a season ago. So there's no incentive for them to be bad and try and get picks. So they're kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, right? They want players. They want good players. But any team that's trading for Kevin Durant doesn't want to give those good players up plus picks, right? You want to keep your guys intact. Hence why the the Pelicans were never going to put Zion in a trade for Kevin Durant and sound, appear to be, very reluctant to the point of not happening, including Brandon Ingram in a trade, which we all agree with, I think. So... It makes it tough to just find like a clean, easy deal for either of these two players. One team wants picks, and the teams that are going to be trading for that guy who are in win-now mode probably don't have those picks. And well, the Brooklyn Nets want players that are going to help them win because they're in win-now, and teams don't want to give that up, probably because the Utah Jazz screwed the market up with that whole Rudy Gobert trade it's a bit of a mess, right? And it means trying to find a deal is incredibly difficult for any team out there right now, which means you probably have to expand into three team trades, which one are like impossible to try and figure out first and foremost. But New Orleans is in a good spot, right? To kind of help with all of this. So how and you can probably kind of figure it out, at least the first one, you won't get where I'm going with the second one, which is going to be in the third segment. The first way they can benefit from all this drama, be the facilitator, be the team with the picks that helps make a trade work while also improving yourself. So how do they go about doing that? What does that look like? Let's break that down coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com, my favorite sponsor on here because I use them so much. I basically, I honestly do use almost every single one of our sponsors. I believe in everyone that Locked on does business with, but this one easily my favorite here because I work on all of my cars, Got a car from 76 and fix it up, getting it running. It's running now. It's fun to cruise around in. It's running basically on rockauto.com's parts. That's why I order everything. It's the only place I go and look. You can go to a chain store. It's right down the corner from you probably, but you're gonna overpay for the part and it might not really fit your car or it's just kind of generic and won't be exactly what you need. You don't wanna deal with that. Just save time and money by going to rockauto.com and choosing the the parts that you want at the price points you want. You want race car performance parts? You can get that. You need something that's just gonna keep your daily driver on the road so that you can get to work. They're gonna have that too and it's gonna be cheaper for you. So you get the parts that fit your car and also fit your budget. And their website's super easy to use. You just put in the year to make the model. It's that simple. And they're going to show you all the parts available for your car or truck. And look, if you don't work on your car yourself, that's cool too. You take it to the mechanic. It needs to get fixed. They're going to overcharge you on parts as well. They t- They make some profit on all of that. Just order the part from rockauto.com and bring it into them. And they'll put it in for you and just charge you the labor. You saved money that way by using rockauto.com, even if you don't work on your cars yourself. So go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Locked On in there. How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Monday through Friday, breaking down the biggest news around this team, whether it's Summer League, whether it's The Draft, free agency. We're going to soon be previewing the season because it's going to be here before you know it. We're giving you updates on EJ Lidow. We're here Monday through Friday for you all free. No one else doing anything like that. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Tell a friend about the show. And of course, leave a five-star review with a comment out there on YouTube. Um, oh, and then comment on YouTube. So do you want the Pelicans to be a facilitator in a trade for Donovan Mitchell or Kevin Durant? And what would that look like, right? You should say yes to this. So comment yes down below because it's almost a no-brainer. The Pelicans haven't done a single thing in free agency. One, because they're kind of up against the luxury tax a little bit, but also two, because they don't have roster spots for anyone. There's no one to sign, right? Like that's no one, there, there's no room for them right now. That's why they didn't sign EJ Liddell to a deal. And by the way, it did come out. He tore his ACL in his right knee. It looked bad. We kind of had a feeling that it was going to be something like that. It just, sucks if you want to learn what the pelicans could do with him that's in yesterday's show so give that one a listen so they didn't do anything in free agency they haven't really done much to improve the roster other than get zion back which is significant and draft dyson daniels but they still would like to i don't doubt that i think the bottom of the rotation still a little weak and there's room to improve well they can do that in a trade by being the third team in a three-team deal So if Utah, say, wants to make a deal with Dallas to trade Donovan Mitchell to Dallas, right? Dallas doesn't have the picks that they are going to want over in Utah. You know who does? New Orleans. So you come up with a trade, you work on a deal where the basic framework in some very general thing here, right, is you send Donovan Mitchell to Dallas. Dallas sends a player to New Orleans. New Orleans sends picks to the Utah Jazz. That's how New Orleans could do it. Maybe Dallas sends one player to New Orleans, a couple players to the Utah Jazz, and they need to restock their roster a little bit because you're going to give up players just to make the salary work in a trade like this. Well, that's where a guy like Jackson Hayes, Garrett Temple, some of the other guys on the roster, you know, um, uh, Devontae Graham, I'm blanking on his name, all have a lot of value to make these salaries work. Well, that's where this can come in. And look, at a certain point, Dallas will just straight up need players. And so that's what they can do here to facilitate what New Orleans can do. Say New Orleans wants to get a guy like Maxi Kleba. Well, you can get him here in this sort of deal. You got Donovan Mitchell going to Dallas, Maxi Kleba coming to New Orleans, a couple of picks going or a, a pick at least, whatever it might be, going to the Utah Jazz. That's more valuable than what Dallas could offer. And out maybe goes Jackson Hayes and one other guy, whatever the salaries really take to work. So you just cleared a roster spot. And I do think New Orleans would like to go into the season with an open roster spot if they could have. And you get a better player. So you fix your roster spot problem and, and you upgrade your bench by bringing in a guy that you like, right? Like that's a rim protector that they could use. That's a big that gives you some defense and a couple of other things too. Three point shooting from him, Kleba. That's perfect, right? Be the facilitator in any sort of trade like that. New Orleans got no problem giving up a pick or two if it means getting a guy that's going to really help them more next season. So the Pelicans are in a great position to kind of do that for all of these teams. Any of these big name players that are out there that could be moved because none of these trades are very clean. There's no trade between the Utah Jazz and the Brooklyn Nets that makes sense. There isn't really a trade between the Miami Heat and the Utah Jazz that makes sense. Picks need to be involved, and these teams don't have them. But New Orleans does. That's massive here. This means you get a guy because teams are desperate to make this trade work. If, they, if Miami could get Donovan Mitchell, you think they don't really want to do that? They will, and they'll be desperate, and that means they'll give up someone good on their roster to New Orleans to really make it work. Who that might be, I don't know. But you get what I'm trying to say here. New Orleans is in a great position to to try and pounce and to improve their roster in kind of cheap, easy ways to do it by being the third team. And this is where being patient, not cashing all of your chips in early on has been smart. They could have made a trade where they moved some other future picks that would have marginally upgraded them. Maybe they would have overpaid or something along those lines. But by waiting, they can now kind of reap the benefits of this and get more value for those picks than they would have otherwise because other teams are desperate to get these deals done. It's actually pretty smart front office work. For all the flack that I've given David Griffin over the past couple of years, you know, this past year, there's, there's not really much to knock him on. Even the Devontae Graham, Alonzo uh, Ball deal, you know, while not the best, it ended up kind of being okay and nothing that was that negative for the team. So they're in a great position to wait and just chill and improve their roster when they see it and just strike on that. This is how it'll need to get done. You know, whatever team trades for Kevin Durant is going to gut their roster to do it. Well, they need players. New says extra players. And these guys are NBA players, right? Like Devontae Graham is an NBA player. So is Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes even has some upside to him. Can I interest you in that? Whatever other team, even if maybe we don't want him here or don't think he will be here long term in new Orleans with a big contract being a restricted free agent coming up after this season. So just it's a great spot to be in. You almost feel like any deal that gets done is definitely going to have to do with the Pelicans and almost go through new Orleans in some sense. And that's what I'm kind of most excited about to see what they can do. They're going to end up, you know, it could be Bogdanovich coming to New Orleans from the Utah Jazz, another scoring threat that can play off the bench for you, right? Maybe they just want to trim everything and really blow it up, but that's too much salary going to whatever team is taking on Donovan Mitchell. Well, New Orleans is happy to make this work. They'll send them two guys in exchange for Bogdanovich. So they've consolidated those roster spots down. They've sent some extra picks that way, and it makes this whole trade work. I know some of you want Jordan Clarkson. I don't quite feel that way. But there's some players that could work. And I think um, Bojan Bogdanovic could definitely be one. So New World's in a great position to be able to do this. So if they don't make a huge, crazy move here, that's okay. It just might mean that they are going to facilitate and make things work a whole lot better for other teams and reap the benefits of that. But while all of this drama is out there, there is another way that New Orleans might benefit from this because this drama is big and involves the CBA and Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, just talked about this. It's kind of annual state of the Union press conference after the board of governors meeting. I'll explain what that is coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. You don't want to miss this next part. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. So you can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including Major League Baseball, MMA, golf, whatever it might be, because BetOnline.net is your continued source for all your sports wagering information in your one-stop shop, including live betting, esports and scores. Plus, you could probably get in on the futures on where Donovan Mitchell is going to end up next. So it remains your best spot for everything you could need. And it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action over at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. And I promise you, this segment, we're going deep here. On how New Orleans can benefit because we're all about the Pelicans Monday through Friday, completely free. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Get them clued into how fun this team is going to be next season. And of course, comment down below on YouTube and leave a five star review with a comment wherever you get your podcast Spotify, Apple. Takes like 30 seconds, helps keep the show free in five days a week for y'all. So there's a lot of drama around the NBA. There's always a lot of drama around the NBA. It's kind of why we love this, right? You know, when that trade news talking, whatever you want to call it, for Donovan Mitchell broke on NBA Twitter, people went nuts, right? It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. When you say the secret word, everyone's freaking out. It feels like confetti is falling from the sky and all of that stuff. I kind of enjoy it. The collective freak out all together. It's like a nice little community moment on things. But New Orleans still is going to benefit from this because, you know, while we all have fun with it, you know who's not having fun with it? The NBA owners at all. You know who's not loving this? The commissioner in the front office. So Adam Silver, his kind of annual State of the Union on the NBA at Summer League after the Board of Governors meeting says, you know, here's the quote, contracts need to be a two-way street. I'm paraphrasing. And the league doesn't prefer situations like the one involving Kevin Durant with him just starting a four-year contract and wanting to trade. They don't like that when it takes place. In a sense, they want guys to honor their contracts, even though... That doesn't really work like that, right? Like players can be traded just like that drop of a hat whenever they want. So these trade requests do kind of make that a two-way street, but that's besides the point here. We are going to get a labor stoppage soon in the NBA. This one's going to be pretty contentious too, because I think ownership, the governors don't like the player empowerment era that we're in. I like it. They don't. They're, you know, the people running things. I get it from their perspective, even if I disagree. You know, and silver goes on to say that other players are impacted by this, right? Because they get caught up in these trades. Guys get moved for other guys. And so now people are having to uproot their lives, get their kids in other schools and so on and so forth. It's disruptive. I get it. If they can minimize that, that's great. Particularly when players are under contract for extended period of time. It's one thing if you have one year left on your deal and maybe you can kind of control where you end up, but it's one another thing when you have four years left on your contract. That's not great. So they want to do something about this. Well, that's all good for New Orleans, who's got their guys locked up. Zion is under team control for at least six more years. Brandon Ingrams, under contract, seems to really like it here. Likely to sign some sort of extension or new contract in the future. Same for C.J. McCollum. Basically, what the league is going to do in this lockout when they renegotiate and create a new collective bargaining agreement, CBA there's probably going to do something to tamp down on trade requests from players. So if Zion did want out for some reason, and I don't think he does. I do think he's, he, I believe everything he's saying now and he's more bought in than he ever has before. But let's say hypothetically, the plan was sign this contract. And then in a year be like, I want out and go to the team that you want to play for. That might not be the option anymore going forward. So having your guys under long-term contracts, If the NBA does something about this and it feels like this will change, well, New Orleans doesn't need to worry. It's just another reason why getting these contracts signed, no player option on Zion's deals, a really important thing. Because there are going to be some changes in the CBA coming, and I don't think players are going to have that same kind of empowerment early on in their contracts. Final year, maybe. But early on, which Zion is going to be in, I think he might lose the option to be able to do that when they change the CBA and we see what it is. And that's only good for New Orleans, who wants to keep a player like that, who's a generational talent, who is so good, and I can't wait to see on the court next year. And I don't think he wants a trade. I actually think he is very happy here and wants to stay here. I mean all of that. So it's ultimately not something we truly need to worry about, but it only benefits a small market like this that's done a good job of keeping their players so far. So that's going to benefit New Orleans, I still think, in the long run. So all of this drama, only good for New Orleans because the drama is not here for once. I love it. I know you love it. It's just going to make covering this team so much more fun. We're excited for the year. You should be too. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. And of course, leave a five-star review. And tell me down below on YouTube, do you want the Pelicans to be involved as the third team in a trade for Kevin Durant or Donovan Mitchell? Or do you want to wait and go for a bigger move than kind of getting one of those like side pieces right to upgrade the roster a little bit that's a poor choice of words with that that's not what those guys are they're going to be integral parts to the pelicans rotation and potential championship hopes all right i'm going to end it there i'm going to end it right there thank you all so much for listening as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all tomorrow got a recap a summer league game i also do want to talk about the new rules hopefully we're gonna get that that tomorrow but we will get to it this week, because I think that's also a big deal for the Pelicans. So, we're covering everything you want to know about the team right here. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. i see you all next time.